Hi everyone, good evening, welcome to another episode of In My Shoes. Remember, this is the only inspirational podcast is this evening on the show, I bring to you a young man who is an historian, a young man who can tell his grandchildren I was there. A young man who, who, you want to tell your story. I'm so excited. I absolutely love this for you. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jagu. How you doing? I'm okay, and how are you? I'm honored to share this 30 minutes or so with you. To get things started, tell us how you started working and healthcare. Well, I, at an early age, I know I wanted to do something in the science field, but I know due to my circumstances, my mother would not be able to afford me to go to medical school. So the librarian, you know it have a book in school libraries that have all the professions in Trinidad? No, I didn't. Well, they have one. You just have to go and ask the school librarian to get it for you. How do you know about this book? This book comes from the Ministry of Education, but I know about the book because I used to lie with the librarian at the school. And I was telling her I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do. So she brought that book to give me some guidance. Oh. And then from then I decided I wanted to be a medical laboratory technician. Oh. My research shows that you work in a lab. Do you enjoy your work? Yes, I enjoy my work. My work because I have a very explorative mind and it has allowed me to see and identify things in people that they might not know they have. There's be sometimes as a save in our life, technically, but just not directly. You just help any doctor to figure out what it is exactly going on with the patient so they can go on and treat the patient. And how do you prepare to have an appointment? Okay, well, I work in the private sector. I never had work for the government at all. 
Uh, basically, yeah. because life had more some up and downs, and uh, I still in the process of obtaining my associate degree in the course. Why? However, most of my experience has taught me, like, I had work in some private institutions, I had to teach the supervisors there how to do certain things. Really? Really. So I know I'm capable of doing it, so just like, to have a little ups and downs. So, yes. but uh, this year, it's my year, final year, that I will give myself to complete this stuff, so I can move on to something better. Yes, and I would call it a course that you undertaken. Yes. Are you enjoying it? Yes, I'm currently enrolled in the Medical Laboratory Technology Program at Custard. Oh, and how many years is this? Well, if you go full-time, you're supposed to be able to complete the associate degree within a three-year period. But I, I was a part-time student. I had to work and go to school. Okay. Because I had certain responsibilities. Yes. So, it took me a little longer, way longer than most people that normally do it. How long? I in this program, I'm sorry to say, but I'm in this program for 10 years now. Don't be sorry. I mean, that's your final year, yes. right? Yes. But, but so the procedure, when you come into the lab, if it's a private institution, mm-hmm. is that, well, we have a walking policy. So once you have a requisition from a doctor, stating what you have to do, or if you know what you want to have done, we can facilitate you. However, if you're not sure what you want to have done, we would advise that you see a physician before you come into us. Because have millions of tests you can do. We want to know what is the most accurate test for you. So that's why we advise that you visit a doctor first. Okay, okay, I got you. Um... Um, um, you have any fears going in on your first Yes, because I learned to do phlebotomy, because I'm, where I work, I also, I'm not only a lab technician, I also operate as a phlebotomist. What? A what? Flambat? Flambatomus. It is slippers. Gone. Alright, so a flambatomus is the person that takes the blood sample from you. Right? Flam is the, the root word, I believe it is either Greek or Roman, but it means vein, and otomy means incision of. I can't remember because it's many years ago in school to teach me the terminology. Flam means being. reminds me oh. of Flamstone. No, it's not spelled like that though. It's P-H. Oh. Or L. No, yeah, Flam. P-H-L. Okay. L-E-M. Okay. And, um... How 
how was your first day at me? Let's have a story time. Keep it two minutes. Though. It was well the first day of the job usually go just to observe what they do, right? And the first day, the boss man, well, I don't want to call the company name, but allow him to He was my first laboratory job. The first person I ever took their blood was the oral blood. <laughs> oh, I love the lab on tree next to the bar. Yeah, but it used to be on the main road next to the bakery a long time. But the owner purchased another building to the back of KFC. So that's what it is now. Okay. But that was my first lab that I ever worked in. That was the first lab that... Because the guy wanted... He's old school. He wanted a handwritten cover letter. Who the hell he doesn't want... No one wants a handwritten yeah, cover letter. Because I know your mouth. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> So yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first person that I took was him, he made me since he made me observe in the morning time, he come like if he was a patient. So he come with a requisition form and I had to make up a bill for him and then I took a sample. And from that day forward my brother I was taking samples. But I am more I would say that I'm more skillful in it now than then. Because I'll get to learn certain procedures that does make the, the whole experience better for the patient. Okay, I'm going for a big card now. And when we come back, we'll talk to Mr. Jacob some more. And if time permits, something he said earlier, I wanna get more insight on that. This is in my shoes. Welcome back, everyone. Remember. This is the only inspirational podcast there is that you love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I am so I learned in my research that your COVID-19 frontline worker. Tell us about that. Well, my job, I don't class myself as a frontline worker because I'm not permanently in the PCR section. The PCR section is where they're doing the PCR test for the COVID-19 virus. What that's PCR stands Polymerized for. chain reaction. Okay. Right, as what they're actually doing is that they're looking for the code of the virus and then they're multiplying it 
and then testing the sample to identify it. But where I also work, where I also work, we also have the technology to also identify the variant. Yeah. Interesting. So on our reports, you'll only get if it is detected, you'll get it detected the level of it in your system and the variant that you may have. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared are you of your job? In this point in time, and why you chose that number? Alright, between how dangerous I think it is, I don't, personally, I don't believe that it's dangerous once you follow the safety protocols that it have outlined. What? And once you follow your safety guidelines, you keep your hand, your gloves, your PPE, your eyewear, and also... Well, I haven't gotten my vaccine as yet, but I intend on getting it. Okay. Right, but I am taking a drug called imetavectin, which was recommended to me by my employers. That yes. also helps uh, work like a, uh, a prophylaxis. Mm -hmm. Now it works like a prophylaxis. What's that? So it would take something to prevent you from getting another organism. So like in terms of HIV, how the HIV medicine working now and the herpes medicine working now is if you have a partner with it, if you take yeah. the medicine as well, you also will not contract it. Oh. That's how some of the HIV okay. medicines work. And what about your family? What about your family? And they at least concerned about you when you go out and work? Well, I, um, I kind of live by myself and me and my siblings are very that close, so I kinda, it's just me looking out for myself. So I guess why, that's why probably I don't think that the danger out there very very high because I don't have anybody home here to bring the sickness home to. Oh, okay. Okay, I understand Mr. Jacob. What about your immediate environment as in people who live around you. I know you live in one of you projects in Maloney. Aren't you concerned or concerned about contacting this virus to you through me well i don't believe if i do get covid i believe that i would go to a government quarantine facility because they wouldn't want me who living by myself to be going about the place and buying food stuff and stuff i believe the safer bet for me would just be to go and 
pack myself into the government facility. Okay. I understand. Um, once I show symptoms, well, according to my employers, once I show any symptoms of it or I'm known to be exposed to anybody with it, they yeah. will do the test on me. So I will have knowledge immediately. Yes. So I would know to, to isolate myself away from the population. Uh, yes. What do you actually do and work right now? Well, I work in a hospital setting, so we deal with inpatients and outpatients and doing blood testing. Well, the location that I do is a sub-branch sub of a main office. So it have only certain things that we could facilitate there. Yes. That's where class has a stat lab. Because they need the results immediately. Okay. Other stuff like hormones testing and stuff, we send that to our main lab branch. But I deal with doing blood counts, biochemistries, which include testing for kidney function, liver function, cross matches, blood groups, semen analysis, drug testing, antibody testing, quick screens, we do it, you name it, we do it. <coughs> the only thing we don't process there is microbiology samples, because we don't have the facilities there for that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, now we have like three minutes. Let's bring back the first segment. In that segment, you mentioned you had responsibilities going up. What did you mean by that? Well, my mom became, let me use the politically correct term that he has the obligation form to get welfare, an invalid, essentially. Because she became blind, she had three strokes, and she had to, and she's an amputee patient as well. So I had to learn to prepare meals for me and her, learn to wash, learn to take care of her household from an early age of 14. Yes. Wow. Got to learn to budget her disability money to take care of me and her. To ensure that all the bills paid and we have food to eat. I was still a school student. A secondary school student. I was informed for when she went blind, sat to go blind. What school was this? I remember that was Northeastern College. Her first eye surgery was at Palm Tree when I went to Kirup Secondary School, Junior Secondary. Yes. It was Kirup Junior Secondary. It was, I think, in St. Joseph. No, it's now was on yeah, St. Joseph Secondary. There, yeah. I went there before it had the two fences around, before the wall was even built. And people used to yeah. walk in the school, yeah, just so, just so. Yeah. I went to school in that period of time. Well, I want, no, I want five yeah. Um. <sighs> wow, that's tough. 
Yeah, but I guess my whole experience make me into who I am now. And we'll talk about that when we get back. This is in my shoes, the only inspirational podcast there is. That's you know. <laughs> that's fine what ever chance has. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In my shoes now, another aspect of Mr. Jacob's life we will learn about today is he's also an atheist. Atheism. According to the Ignis Alliance website, ignisalliance.org is defined as the disbelief or lack of Belief in the existence of God, of a God. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Chaku. Thank you. And one each when you introduce to atheism. Wait, take me back to the far boy. I always did not believe in a God. Alright, let me explain. Well, my, a little bit about my religious history. So you have a better understanding. Right? I grew up in a very Roman Catholic dominated home. Yes. My reason says that so. A very strict. Strict. Catholic home. That I could understand why you're atheist. But that's not the only reason why. But yeah. on. Yeah. So, from a young age, I used to participate in the churches. I used to send me, so. But at an early age, I did not believe in what they were telling me. But I had no choice. I had to attend because my family making me go. But when um, I became 14 and my mom became sick, I decided to stay home and take care of her. So yeah. I stopped going to church. But during this time frame, I also, I say if this is not the religion, maybe, you know, I'm going to try other things to see if it will make sense to me. I try Islam, do some Islamic research, Judaism, see, even the satanic church and occultism to see you know, like, if it don't have a God, maybe it have an opposition. You know that kind of way? Yes. Right. Right. So, in all of my research, I found out that bad things don't happen for no particular reason. So, I don't really have a being responsible for that. 
That doesn't make any sense. It does. Bad things have no reason. Bad things will always happen. They have no reason for bad things to happen. And these religious people, inverted commas, <laughs> like to preach that as original sin. But if you go into Christianity, technically Christ died to prevent us from suffering from sin. So what the fuck went on there? They could have a lot of questions brewing in my mind. So that is basically how I became an atheist. And because of my profession also, because immediately after I left school, I had to get a job. So I immediately went into the, the field of the laboratory. And in my laboratory, I see sick people. They can't justify sickness to me at all. Because they have children who are not born who have been cancers that will kill them before they even reach a year old. You can't tell me to have a God, an all-merciful, powerful God, that allowing that to happen. I don't have the devil either. Because the devil is a creation of God, technically. So I basically get in a nutshell. The question was at what age? That would have been about 10. At the age of 10, no matter what anybody preached to me about a supreme being, it won't stick with me. Because I, I can't see it, I can't believe it. That's how the ideology I had. You had to explain something to me to make me understand it, to believe it. Okay, and how old were you when you openly became an atheist? Yes. I was, I was 17 years old. I was 16, 17 years old. Because it wasn't too long after the make my confirmation that I realized I was an atheist. That uh, I, I know that I didn't believe in anything, but I didn't know what was the analogy for it. As at the age of 16 and 17, I realized what the correct term was, atheism. And were you greeted by criticism because of your belief? Well, just because I don't believe in it. Don't mean another person can't believe in it. I believe everybody have a right to believe what they want to believe. Because nobody knows the truth. If that make any sense. Yes. So if somebody does. wants to believe in a God, they can believe in a God. Just don't try to enforce it on me. The same way I wouldn't try to enforce my atheism on you. I believe everybody have a right to express what they want to express. I shouldn't force it on somebody. Okay, so Let's talk about combat. If a Christian tries to come at you just spitting scripture, how would you deal with that? I would try to freak them out a little bit because I kind of sadistic a little bit, a little. <laughs> so I started to beat up on the ground and thing, and then grabbed them <laughs> to see what they were going to do. <laughs> it would be totally hilarious. Yawn some freaky shit. 
Yeah, I just started beat up on the wrong one. I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, I see them exercise on videos. Yeah. I started to behave like that just for them to see how they go react. <laughs> I need some new fans had that question. I don't need to ask you. One made new turn to eat me some. Who do you look up to in the atheist community and why? I don't look up to anyone in particular. I just like to see those that that live as a community. Like, they don't cast judgment on others. They allow people to be who they want to be. I like people like that. Yeah. So I don't really have a specific atheistic person that I look up to. Because each atheist also have their own belief system and moral code. You know this, right? Yes. Right. I believe in morals. I have a moral compass. Like, due to my Christian upbringing, I have a set of morals that I would still follow, even though I don't believe in a God. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. So I learn not to be bitter and miserable with people. Yeah. You have to be... You have to try to help your fellow man. And... And... Uh, I love you for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, do you have any last words you'd like to leave with the audience? You have to believe in yourself Regardless of what anybody tell you You be you You just try to be your best self And tell them all the mother's ass <laughs> Right? Because them opinion is just them opinion You know who you are You be your beautiful self That's the only piece of advice <laughs> Regardless of how eccentric you are Be yourself Do not conform to others I love that. I love you, John. John. Okay, so this is and my this was and my shoes will be back next week what someone else told me as always remember to keep smiling keep your shoes on keep walking good night